Your greetings in the name of Christ. Welcome to another segment of the Hope to Hope podcast where we share the truths of the Lord Jesus Christ and his saving love uh, from his word. And we exist then to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. And part of enjoying, enjoying him forever is going to be seen in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7 to verse 9 and verse 17 to verse 19. And that is, we enjoy God by offering an acceptable service to him. And so we are going to see two ways to show gratitude to God so that we may please him. The first way is to remember your leaders in verse 7, verse 17 to verse 19. Remember your leaders because they lead you and so you should respectfully obey your leaders. They shepherd you and you have to dutifully submit. They love you and you have to loyally cooperate. And the second way is to beware of false teachers in verse 9 because they lead you astray. Read from verse 7 to verse 9 and then also verse 17 to verse 19. Remember those who led you, who spoke the word of God to you and considering the result of their conduct, imitate their faith. Jesus is the same yesterday and today and forever. Do not be carried away by varied and strange teachings, for it is good for the heart to be strengthened by grace, not by foods, for which those who were so occupied were not benefited. Drop down to verse 17 to 19. Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they keep watch over your souls as those who were given account. Let us do this with joy and not with grief, for this would be unprofitable for you. Pray for us, for we are sure that you have a good conscience, desiring to conduct yourself honorably in all things. And I urge you all the more to do this, so that you may be, I may be restored to you the sooner. We saw the last time, and for uh, maybe if you did not keep track, that chapter 12 concludes with telling us that we have received a kingdom which cannot be shaken, meaning we are standing on Christ's solid ground of salvation, which we have received by grace through faith in him alone. And so we should offer to God as a response gratitude by which we may offer to him acceptable service with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. So chapter 13, as concluding applications to this book, tells us how to offer gratitude to God so that we may please him. Firstly, we saw that we show, we show gratitude to God by loving one another, showing hospitality, engaging in social concern, and keeping ourselves from, from, from sexual impurity and the, being free from the love of money. And those we find in verse 1 to verse 6 of chapter 13. And so here we see uh, two more ways to show gratitude to God so that we may please him. First, remember your leaders. Remember your leaders. The second is beware false teachers and remember Jesus. Remember Jesus. But this we will see as a, as a standalone um, point next time, Lord willing. But remember your leaders, beware the false teachers. But first, show gratitude to God so that you may please Him by remembering your leaders. If you are going to make it in this Christian journey, you need pastors to guide you. This text tells us that spiritually we need guides. 
earlier on the book in the book he told us that we cannot run this christian walk alone we need one another but this passage adds to that saying that not only do we need one another but also we need pastors you need pastors because the christian life is best lived within the context of a local church with pastors that god has given you god has set pastors apart from your friends in the church your pastors uh, do for you what your friends cannot do for you but what your friends um or your pastors do for you not only what your friends cannot do for you but they do for you what your friends are not authorized by god to do you may have your friend in the church or in the christian life who even knows the bible more than your pastor you may even have pastors elsewhere who know the bible more than your pastor but they are not your pastor your pastor is your pastor who is given to you by god and no one else god has given your pastors the authority to lead you so respectfully obey them they shepherd you by giving you duties so you have to dutifully obey your pastors your pastors love you so loyally cooperate and in the the text we see in verse 7 that pastors speak the word of god to you you need to be at a local church where there is a pastor who is appointed by god to teach you the word of god and this pastor must meet the qualities and qualification listed in 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse 1 to verse 7 Titus chapter 1 and 1 Peter chapter 5 but there is an accountability here that god wants us to to know and something about the presence of a pastor that we cannot get apart from having a pastor and this is how god in his wisdom has designed things which is why during this lockdown we long to be together we long to hear pastors preach to us from the pulpit because that element is missing although we are hindered by god but do not underestimate this grace that god imparts to you by using simple means of grace of sitting under the preaching of the word of god by your pastor what your pastor does when he stands behind the pulpit when he prays for you at home because the job of the pastor is to preach and pray for you your pastor is is only called by god to do that which is part of shepherding you and this is something that is inexplicable it cannot be replaced pastors should not be feel guilt should not feel guilty for praying and preaching as they are as their job towards you do not underestimate the results that come from faithfully sitting under the preaching of the word of god you cannot be pastored or shepherded by someone who's not there to do this than your past like your pastor this includes as i said uh, when you hear from your pastor you also have to take responsibility because you have to devote yourself to the lord you have to pray every day read your bible every day but you see your pastor guides you in that path but do not analyze the benefits of the local church and your pastor's preaching from listening to one sermon don't go it was a good sermon to do today or i like this song or this was well done or the opposite of all of that but take everything in totality over the long haul and and see that it is going to make a difference beyond what you can think So do follow your pastor's teachings as he teaches faithfully from the word of God because you will see in the long haul 
this is going to yield results. Your local church, your pastor might not tick all the boxes that you have, all your preferences, but he is appointed by God nonetheless to lead you and no other leader. There are leaders in your church who are to be exemplary to you. You are to imitate them, the text tells us. Pastors are not perfect examples. They are not perfect examples. I am not a perfect example and I will never be. But pastors are encouraging examples. The only perfect example to follow is the Lord Jesus Christ. But imitate your leaders as they imitate Christ. They are a model for you of what it means to be a sinner saved by grace. So you will see in me sins. I will sin against you and hurt you. And I will need God's grace and your grace in forgiveness. You too will sin against me. You will sin against my family. You will hurt me. You will hurt my family. But I will forgive you as Christ has forgiven us. That's what pastors are there for. We're there to to love and serve you as you love and serve us and support us and shepherd in you. Look at verse 17 again and I think verse 17 is an important verse. We do not like to be under authority because submission is very hard. But pastors are to be respected. Respect your pastors and church leaders because it is very low in society today to find people who respect pastors. This passage is challenging to us because it teaches us that if you cannot submit to your pastors that you can see with your eyes, then you will not be able to submit to Jesus whom you cannot see. He is the one who gives you this exhortation in this passage to show gratitude to him, to offer to him service with reverence and fear, acceptable service with reverence and fear. And he says one of the ways to do that is by submitting to your pastor. But we must remember that even though we are to submit under our pastors who are endowed with authority from God, there is no authority that pastors and leaders have in the church than to preach the word of God alone. This is what sets true teachers and false teachers apart. The one who accurately preaches the Bible is a true teacher of the word of God. Faithful proclamation of the word of God does not only mean accurate interpretation, but it also means accurate application. So we preach the gospel and we live out the gospel. But this leader is mindful of the fact that we, as leaders as well, need grace and your prayers. Look at how humble humble this pastor is. In verse 18, he humbly asks for prayers. And I as your leader and leaders in our churches who are called by the Lord Jesus Christ cannot work effectively for Christ if we do not have your aid and support. Support us in your prayers. Talk to God about us just as he talks to you through our preaching. This shows that the preaching work of the pastor is not merely getting the gospel right. Many people who are not pastors can do that because as believers, we are to edify one another by speaking the word of God to one another as 1 Corinthians chapter 14 says. But when the pastor preaches, as William Lane says, they are charismatically endowed with authority derived exclusively from the word they proclaim. 
God does a special work of saving the lost and sustaining the believers through his word, which is living and active, by using pastors who are carrying on the work of the apostles who were with Jesus as we saw in chapter 2. And they are carrying on the work of the men we have seen in this book who were prophets and priests. And this leads us then to another point and I want to be brief with these last two. Not only do we show gratitude to God by obeying the leaders, but also we um, show gratitude to God by being aware of false teachers. And look at verse 9. And firstly, realize something about verse 9. Verse 9 can happen to you. Do not be carried away by varied and strange teachings. It does not happen. It does not happen with you passively sitting there. Secondly, notice that you can be led astray by diverse and strange teachings. Another way of saying it is that false teachers can lead astray with new teachings. False teachers come and want to lead us astray by introducing new things. Church members come and want to change the way things should be done in the church. And I hope that you can see that there is a connection between verse 8 and verse 9. And also a bridge between the between two um, the, the two sections that we are we are looking at. And this is going to connect this section to verse 9 and verse 14, where the author is going to remind us to look to Jesus' sacrificial work because this is how it has always been, will always be, and this is what is pleasing to God. And so we have to, to do things the same way God has been doing things. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will never change the gospel message. He will never change how God works. God called people in the Old Testament, men who were not deserving, and he made them prophets. He calls pastors in the New Testament, men not worthy and deserving. He makes us preachers. What are the strange teachings that false teachers teach? Look at the end of verse 9. Verse nine. It is clear what he's saying here. They bring in new teaching. But not only that, because if they, if they did, we would run away from them. If they were saying this is new, anyone, no one has ever taught this, we would run away from them. But they go to the Old Testament and they, say, and they say, if we adhere to the food laws that God made, then we will be accepted by God. They teach that it is what you eat that makes you acceptable in the sight of God. They say God is pleased with you because of external rituals that you keep. False teaching can be about external tangible things. So if we can say, I have done this, or have not eaten um, this food, then we can say we are acceptable before God. But Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 8, But food will not commend us to God. We are neither um, the worse if we do not eat, nor the better if we do eat. This is important. And next time, as I said, we are going to see what makes Jesus attractive is what false teachers are not offering us here. His is the new covenant, which is more internal, invisible than external. Look to him 
as we will see the next time. This is the most important thing that you could do if you were to please God. So I want to ask you a question to think and pray about. Who is your pastor or your pastors? And what do you think about membership in the church? Are you currently pursuing it or submitting there? Your pastor loves you. He's there to shepherd you. God has given him this grace to teach and preach. And no one else can do that apart from your pastor. Yes, as I said, some people can teach or maybe preach. But God has not called them. You have to be called. You have to be called an elder to do the work of preaching in season and out of season, rebuking, exhorting with great patience and instruction. It is the man of God who scripture is given to, who scripture is inspired, profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction and righteousness, so that the man of God might be adequately equipped and all who follow his conduct.